that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus cried with a loud voice, if any man thirsts, let him come and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This is said, it says, this is said concerning the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. I welcome you to today's broadcast. I'd like to thank God for your life. It's another splendor, splendorous time in the presence of the Lord. Another beautiful time. I thank God for keeping you alive. I bless the name of the Lord because you are hale and hurting. And I know that you're walking in the spirit and overcoming all the works of darkness. I thank God for your life. Today, it's another marvelous day. The day that the Lord has made and he has commanded us to rejoice and be glad in it. What a phenomenal time to be alive and to be to be basking in the glory and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Today we'll be continuing from where we stopped uh, last week. Uh, we're still in our month of spiritual consciousness. Uh, we, uh, that higher spiritual dimension that controls and, and dominates that's this physical realm and gives us to be the head over all situations and circumstances of life. And so today we'll be moving on uh, from where we stopped last week. But before we go ahead, I'd like us to pray as our custom is you put everything into the hand of the diviner, the creator, the, the author and finisher of our faith. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We are grateful for the privilege to be alive. We thank you because, Lord, you have delivered our souls from the snare of the fowler. Lord, our soul is escaped out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we are escaped. We thank you because you have kept us from the terror by night, the arrow that flies by day, and the pestilence that wasted at noonday. We are thankful because your magnanimity and your kindness and your favor and your goodness reflects in our lives. You have given us health and joy, peace, and tranquility, serenity beyond comprehension, joy unspeakable, full of glory. The things money can't buy, you have generously bestowed upon us, and you have allowed us to enjoy it to the fullest. Father, may we always realize that it is you who's given us all of these benefits to enjoy. And may we always remember, oh God, that our lives and our purpose and our and our intentions and all and all that makes us and our existence is nourished by your kindness. Lord, we thank you. Let your son Jesus be glorified. Let your word come with power. Let utterance be given. And Father, let the testimonies and miracles be our portion in Jesus' marvelous name. We have prayed. So without ado about much, I'd like us to move on to where we started, stopped last week. We looked about, we looked at how that when we get into that kingdom that Christ has made available by becoming uh, the law for us, Jesus became the curse that we might become the blessing. The Bible says, he that knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. And that's the platform that prize or sacrifice therefore qualifies us. Once we acknowledge, accept, and recognize the price paid, uh, it gives us opportunity to enter into that spiritual dimension where we become empowered to live the victorious life. I remember using the phraseology that says that awareness creates uh, experience and consciousness creates reality. I remember the story uh, told in one of those books that I read some years back, and it was about uh, an hunter, a hunter who went to 
to hunt and then found an eagle's egg. And he took that egg home and placed it in the nest of a peri bird. And the eagle asked at some stage, and so was nourished by this prairie bird and grew up thinking that it was a prairie, not an eagle. And one day he went about foraging in, in, you know, in the sand with the rest of the other birds. And uh, whilst he was feeding on worms and all of the smallest uh, uh, stuff, an eagle flew above in the sky, very high in the sky. He saw the reflection of that eagle and he was amazed and astounded at the size of that bird. And, and he looked up and was beginning to think, I think I seem to have the same feature as this bird, this magnificent, beautiful bird. And, and whilst he was contempt, contemplating on, on you know, whether there was any similarity between that bird in the sky and himself, uh, the other prairie birds, the smaller you know, birds said to him, don't even think about it. You are not an eagle very prairie. And therefore that eagle put his head down and continued to forage on worms. Why is his own awareness, he didn't, his, his lack of awareness didn't create that experience of an eagle for him. He was an eagle and yet here he was dining and living like a normal bird, like a prairie, just feeding on worms and thinking that's all that life has got to offer. He has the the majesty and the and the beauty and and the capacity of an eagle because he's an eagle, but because he was not aware of who, what he was, uh, he, he didn't experience what an eagle should experience. Because he was not conscious of who he was, he didn't walk to the fullness of his potential. He lived his life like a prairie, like a normal bird. When he should be living on the on the at the pinnacle of 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 his of his career and of his destiny and of his future, his purpose was minimized because he didn't know who he was, and that's why the Bible says in Psalm eighty two, from verse five, he said, "They know not, neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness, and all the foundation of the earth is out of course." I have said, "Ye are gods, and all of you that are children of the Most High." He said, "But because they know not, neither do they understand, they will die like men." and fall like one of these princes because they do not understand who they are. They have no consciousness of who they are. Therefore, their destiny has been stunted by their lack of understanding of who they are. They cannot fulfill their fullness. They are con the consciousness of who they are could not maximize their destiny because they didn't know who they are to start with. And therefore, they would die like men and fall like one of the princes. And that's why spiritual consciousness is important. It gives us an enlightenment of who we are. It gives us uh, that dominion in all the affairs of life. Why? Because we know who we are. We know whom we have believed. Paul said, he said, I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that thing which is committed unto him against that day. You see, Paul said, I know whom I believe. That means I know who I am. I know my position in Christ and I know the authority that I possess. And therefore, I'm able to live my life to the fullness. I am not beclouded by the reality of who I am. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, constrained to this world. I am at a higher spiritual level and therefore I am able to function at the highest peak of my capacity. I'm able to dispense my ability to the fullness of my capacity because Christ has won the prize and I'm walking in dominion. So he says, I know whom I believe and I know that he's able to keep that 
and persuaded, Paul said, that is able to keep that which is committed unto him against that day. It's the same thing for us. As awareness will create our experience, our consciousness will create our reality. And so we're moving on from last week. So we're in the kingdom, and therefore, in any kingdom, there are opportunities and there are things that are accrues to us because we belong to that kingdom. If you belong to a country, there are things that accrues to you as citizen of a country. You have the right, you have infrangible rights to, 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 to free speech, uh, infrangible rights to worship and religion. You have infrangible rights to, to all of the basic necessities of life. And so also in the kingdom, there are certain infrangible rights that you have unviolated, unviolable rights that gives you dominion and power in that kingdom. And we began to look at some of them last week. Look at the word of God. That once we have access into the world, then we have into the into that kingdom, then we have access to the word. And you know that the Bible says the world were created by the word of God. And so we have access to that word. That word are not mere words. The words, the scriptures that God has ordained from each, from time of creation are not mere words. Paul Peter said in 1 Peter 2 verse 20, he says that no interpretation of, of scripture was by, no scripture was written by the interpretation of man, but all scripture were written, but only men of God wrote as they were inspired of God. So this scripture is the word of God. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the, and the word was God. He said, and the same was in the beginning with God and by him were all things made. He says, without him was not anything made that was made. So we saw that in the beginning was the word and that word was with God and that word was God. And we saw that word manifest in the flesh. He said, and that flesh, and that word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. That is Christ himself. So every single word that you see in scripture is Christ himself. So every time you read the scripture, you're simply reading the word, which is Christ made manifest in the flesh. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word, John 1 verse 1, and the word was with God. And the word was God. By him were all things made. So when we have access to that kingdom, we are entitled to certain rights. And one of those benefits of that eternal kingdom, of that kingdom of spiritual dominion, is access to the word of God. It is access to use the word. It is access to have, to stand on the word. It is access to have dominion with that word. He said, and that word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and mercy. So it is that word. When we have access to that kingdom, we naturally have access to the word. The word becomes not logos anymore, not mere historical antecedents as some people term, term it, but spiritual revitalization, spiritual enabler, spiritual uh, 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 instigator, spiritual energizer. The word becomes, becomes our totality, our entirety. The word becomes our, 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 our guide. For, that's why David said, he said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
The word is a light unto my feet. Your word is a light unto my is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119 from verse 100. He says, your word becomes my guide. He says, thy words, Jeremiah said, thy words were found. In Jeremiah 15 verse 16, thy words were found and I did eat them. And it became the joy and the rejoicing of my soul. You see that? He said, thy words were found. I settled down. I found it. And when I found it, that word became my rejoicing. And it became the lifting. And it became the empowerment. And it became the energy that I need to function in this kingdom. You know, every kingdom, every country has a constitution. And that constitution becomes the highest document in that country. You go to any country today. If you go to America, America holds its constitution to be the most sacred authority of how to operate, live, and exist within a society. And if you go to any country, the first thing you see is the constitution, because the constitution outlines what, how men should live, what they should do, what entitled the entitlements they have, what rights they exhibit, what you know, what what are the do's and the don'ts are contained in the constitution of a country. Also, in this kingdom, the constitution of that kingdom is the scriptures, is the word of God. It is the scripture that guides us. It is the scripture that tells us the do's and the don'ts. It is the scriptures that gives us our right and establishes our rights. You know, if you don't know the constitution of a country, and you run foul of the law. It's no excuse. They say ignorance is, in law, ignorance is not an excuse. If you don't know the constitution of a country and your benefits, one can, anybody can simply trample on your right. You know, I see some videos of officers in America who stop, who stop people randomly and, and ask for some documents that are not entitled, they are not required by law to ask. And those who do know their law will say to them, well, I'm sorry, you are not supposed to ask me for that because X, Y, Z, you know. So because they know the law and what the law says, they are able to stand on their right and to proclaim their right. And the officer has no right but to obey the right of those people because it is enshrined in the constitution, the most sacred book that they have by which they are governed, ruled, and they exist. And so also in this kingdom, when Christ brings us into the kingdom of light, he has brought us into a kingdom where we operate by the scriptures where everything, our rights, our capacity, our entitlement, our, and, our, and, our, and, our, and, and the way to live and exist and rights are contained and enshrined in the scriptures. And when we operate by that rule, we have a natural dominion in that kingdom. So we understand, it's so vital that we understand that we operate by what the scripture says and not by what we think. The Bible says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. It says in Romans 10 verse 17, it says, and faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. Knowing what the word of God says is the ultimate maker of your destiny in this kingdom of light. The Bible, God was said in, 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 in Hosea chapter four, verse, uh, verse six, he says, uh, he, said the, the, he says, ye are perished for lack of knowledge. He said, my people are destroyed, actually, for lack of knowledge. He said, because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you. Can you imagine that? Because you have refused 
to follow, to know what the constitution says, and therefore you do not have a right standing with me. Because you do not know what the law says, you cannot argue your case in a court of law. If you take a, an ignoramus lawyer to fight your case, who doesn't know what the, what the constitution says and what provisions you have, you have just failed or you have just lost a, law, a lawsuit. You have, that's why everywhere in the world, people will seek lawyers who have an understanding and can interpret what the constitution says and what the rights are. And they know it so well that they can twist it to the point where even the offender becomes free. Because when there are certain scrutiny they operate by, because they know the constitution so well that they even run, you know, they, they twist it to the extreme. So also in, in the kingdom of God, this kingdom of light and dominion, we operate by the laws, the concepts, the precepts, and the principles are contained in the scripture. And if we do not know what the scripture says, then we cannot successfully live in that kingdom as victors. We, we trog along, quite all right, we trog along, but then our dominion and our perpetual victory lies in the fact that in that kingdom, we operate by the constitution written by God himself. He says, for the breath of the almighty has gathered it and his spirit speaketh. His spirit brought it to life. And when you take that word as the word of God, it energizes your spirit. It filters into your spirit, man, and energizes you for the journey ahead. And then the battles of life becomes a stepping stone to the place of your destiny. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, verse 13 and 14, say, my son, eat thou honey, and the honeycomb which is sweet to thy taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be. When thou hast found it, there shall be a reward, and your expectation shall not be cut off. My son, eat thou honey, and the honeycomb which is sweet to thy taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be. When thou hast found it, there shall be a reward, and your expectation shall not be cut off. Jesus said, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. For they speak of me. Search the scriptures. Lay hold on eternal life. The scriptures therein contains our longevity. In scriptures contains our health. In scriptures contains our wealth. In scripture contains our victories. In scriptures contains our dominion. In scriptures contains our elevation. And until we know what it says, we cannot appropriately apply or stand on any known truth for us to get the victory. It is what you know. The Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. But if you don't know what the truth is, how will you be free? There are many people in bondage today, not because they've not been set free, but because they do not understand that they've been set free. You know, after, this, after, the, after the abolition of slavery, by the proclamation of emancipation by, uh, by Abraham Lincoln in 1863, January 1st, 1863, Abraham Lincoln proclaimed end of slavery, abolition of slavery 
and there was a constitutional change and a constitutional amendment uh, 13, which created, which states that no man shall be held as slave, as a slave in the whole of the United States. So by the command of the king, of the, of the president, abolition, slavery ended. But you know, after slavery ended, a lot of the black folks still didn't know that slavery, a lot of the guys who were in slavery did, still didn't know that slavery had ended. And some were still in slavery. They were still in subjugation. They were still in, 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 in still being subjected to, to the pains and the pangs and the, and the, and the, and the agony of slavery. And, and until some, some, maybe a year later, or a few years later, some then realized, because it then began to spread around, it began to spread around, and then they understood that slavery, they've been set free, that it was illegal for any man to hold another man down. It was illegal for any man to make another man a slave. <clears throat> it was illegal for any man to put chains and, and put and, and manacles in the hand and in the legs of another man. It was, in, it was illegal for another man to hold another man as a slave and, and subject them to pain and misery and, 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 and suffering. And so Christ also came and he set us free from the chains and the captivity and the, and the humiliation of darkness. And he set us free by the empowerment that he gave us. He proclaimed it 2000 years ago, just like Abraham Lincoln proclaimed the emancipation of, of, of uh, uh, the proclamation of emancipation and set the captives free and set the slaves free. So Christ already set us free. He set us free by proclaiming that it is written. He says, I died for you on the cross and I set you free by my blood. And therefore whom I have set free is free indeed. And you need to know that and to have that consciousness that you are free and whom the son has set free is free indeed. And the only way to know it and to keep maintaining it is by the scripture constantly watching, constantly looking, constantly searching, knowing that you have been set free and whom is set free cannot be in captivity anymore. He said, the Lord has set me free and therefore I am never in bondage. The Lord has set me free, therefore you cannot hold me captive. The Lord has set me free, therefore I am not subject to the uh, harassment and the humiliation and the suffering and sorrow of darkness. I'm set free and I am free indeed. The Lord is my light and my salvation. He says in Psalm 27 verse one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When my enemies, even my foes came to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. He says, one thing have I desire, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and I might behold his glory. So the Bible says that we are free, and whom the Son sets free is indeed free. And that is our anchor. That is our belief system. And once that consciousness is awakened in us, we live in dominion, we live in authority, we live in empowerment. We are not afraid because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, it says, uh, and they who were all their lifetime were subject to bondage because of the fear of death, Christ has set them free. He said he has set us free 
from the chains and the shackles of sin, from the, from the pain and the reproach of Satan, and has made us free and set us at liberty. He says his word has liberated us, his blood has cleansed us, and therefore we are free. And no man can hold us captive anymore. No man can say you are a captive of sin or a captive of darkness. No, Christ has set us free. And the only way to know that is by the scripture. Jesus, that's what Jesus said. That's why Jesus said, search the scripture, for in them ye think that ye have eternal life. That life is already guaranteed. Your life of eternity is already guaranteed by the finished works of Christ. However, you must constantly, continually renew that reality. That's why he says, we walk by faith, not by sight. He says, faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17, and hearing by the word of God. We constantly renew that, that reality because there is always a contention. There is always a contention to the truth. There's always a contention. The Bible says that the spirit lost after the flesh and the flesh after the spirit. Why? Because as long as you're in this body, there is always going to be contention. And it is the renewal of that spiritual reality, that spiritual truth that keeps you constantly above principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named in this world, not only in this world, but that in that which is to come. So I, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you your own inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. The Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine towards you. Until next week when I'll be com we'll come in again and rounding up this topic of spiritual consciousness, we'll be looking at another concept. I believe God that as you keep your focus on him and your gaze on him, I believe that you will always have the victory. The Bible says, they that the Lord, that Christ has set free, are free indeed. And if the Son has set you free, then no man can hold you captive. You're free. And so your liberty will perpetually be in the mighty name of Jesus. Until next week, keep standing strong, keep believing, keep hoping, and keep professing your faith in Christ. The Lord bless you. Bye.